my son and I. We've been through a lot of this. My son and I. We're gonna do this. We're gonna make it through. Oh, yeah. My son and I. I'm here. And I'm here too. Oh, yeah. My son and I. We welcome you. Welcome to the journey. My son and Hello, hello, hello. This is episode two of My Son and I. That's right. Where my son and I take a closer look at our relationship, find the kinks, and iron them right on out. It's an opportunity to get to know my son and you, the audience. That's right. That's right. I'm so glad you guys are here. My name is Egbert Bernard. What's your name? Lady T is what they call me. That's right. (laughs) That's right. As Lady T said, uh, this is an opportunity for us to get closer and you guys are invited to come along. We're so happy you're here. Uh, Let's just get to it, Mom. I'm ready when you are. Have you seen the news about DMX? (gasps) Yes, I have. It's so sad. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, my gosh. Like, he's in a coma. He's in critical condition. He's had an overdose. I know. Wow. See, that's why you got to watch them drugs. Yes. Yes. You know what? I was watching it on the news, and um, some of his children, I hear he has quite a few. He's 15. (gasps) That's the number I heard, too. You know, this is the first time some of them are even meeting each other. That's not surprising. With 15 in your litter, I'd imagine that some of them have scurried off to different corners of the country. I'm sure. I wonder how many baby mamas are within those 15. I'm wondering, too. I don't know that answer. Neither. I mean, it's probably 15. No, oh, no, stop. <laughs> no, I know that he was married a couple times, and I think that uh, his first wife has, like, four children or something. I'm not going to yeah. pretend to know. Right, but right. I know that it's more than a couple. Yeah, I can imagine. 15? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but an overdose that's insane. I know. It's, that's too bad. That makes me think. What's uh, what's the craziest drug you've done? Oh, wow. Well, you know, I'm a child. Of, I, I was born in 1960, and I was a teenager in the 70s. So I experimented with quite a few things. My my uh, preferred type of drug is marijuana, which keeps me relaxed and even killed. Okay. But um, I did. I don't like uppers, drugs that make you that take you up and got you bouncing off the wall and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, I did make a mistake one time and try a black Benny, which that had me just bouncing and just, I mean, I couldn't even go to sleep. Every time I laid down to just try to go to sleep, first of all, it took me like a minute to get home and and, and, and be not scared to step and walk. And then I tried to lay down to go to sleep, and I just kept bouncing back up because it just had me just bouncing off the walls. I just could not get relaxed. I, I'm good with that. So. What's a black Benny? Uh, it's a it's an upper that makes you speed. It's like speed. Oh, you, it's you, speed. Yeah, you're speeding, yes. And I'm just not that, <laughs> you're that speed. Yeah, 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 I was speeding. I was just going a little too fast, y'all. Okay, so a black Benny is just an upper. That's all I need to know about yeah, it. Yeah, that's an upper. Album. Okay, yeah. okay. It's something to mellow me out. Okay, so you're you're you prefer the Mary Jane. The- Mary Jane. That part. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, okay. I mean, I can't lie. I enjoy I enjoy something green uh, from time to time myself, mm-hmm. darling. Uh, I have had... I, I don't really enjoy an upper either. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, there have been times where, you know, the, 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 the occasion calls for it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I, I, I kind of like something, you know, mm-hmm. alcohol and, and marijuana yeah. deep enough for me. That's enough for me. I remember this one time. I was with uh, some people. We were doing a show called... Called Big River, and um, 
I was playing Jim of Big River. If you guys know the story of Big River, it's uh, it's a musical, 1985 uh, Tony winner of Best Musical. Uh, it's the story of Huckleberry Finn. You know the story of Huckleberry Finn when he goes Absolutely. up. Absolutely, and I got to up, see you perform that, You too. sure uh, did. Yes. yes. One of my favorite go- things. Oh, thank you. Where he goes up, the uh, Huckleberry Finn, where he goes up the river with his slave friend Jim. Well, as you know, I played Jim, and uh, we're all, uh, so we're all hanging out. The show, we've done the show for the night. We have a show in the uh, matinee the next day mm-hmm. and we're all hanging out and I had kind of given up this was my first the very first time I was being paid to perform so my first professional gig mm-hmm. right after conservatory so I'm like okay uh, I'm, I'm gonna you know put the put the green down take care of the voice I'm drinking less I'm smoking less and I just mm-hmm. want to you know have a, a pure sound I'm respecting my instrument darling yes. and uh, so we're all hanging out and they convince me that it's time <laughs> to hit the bong okay and I'm like, okay, but no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. So they were like, no, 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 you can't be a pussy. You have to hit the bong. So I'm like, okay. So I hit the bong. But before I hit the bong, I said, well, what's what's the name of this? What are we smoking? It smells great. What is this? And my buddy was like, oh, this is called OG Thai Crystal Crunch. Ooh. OG Thai Crystal Crunch, <laughs> and I was I was I was immediately alarmed. Uh, but, <laughs> as I should have been. Okay, uh, but I decided it was time to go on and hit the bong. I couldn't be no pussy. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so we're all in this car, and the bong goes around. He's in the driver's seat. He passes me the bong, and I hit it, and it goes around. There are three people in the back seat. I just outed for smoking weed, but anybody that knows and behind knows, the wheel. We were parked. Okay. <laughs> but anybody that knows knows that he's smoking some weed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, I won't name the other people in the car. So okay. uh, he passes me the bong, and uh, I hit it, and I hit it, and I, like, cleared the chamber. Like, I hit mm. it completely. Yes. And then I passed it to the people behind me. And again, it had been probably only like two weeks since I had smoked, but that was a long time at that time in my life because I was smoking a lot of marijuana before then. And uh, it goes around to the three people in the back seat, and then it comes back to, to and then he passes it to me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm telling you, by the time it came back to me, I'd only hit it that one time, mm-hmm. but I was already floating. Mm-hmm. And I was already like, I don't know if a second hit is going to be a good mm-hmm. idea, but I was already in. Mm-hmm. I was in too deep. Mm-hmm. And it was coming back to me. They packed it again. I had greens all over again. And so I hit the bong again and I cleared the chamber again. Wow. It goes back around and it comes back to me the third time. And I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. y'all ain't going, no, 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 no. So I said, no, it wound up, it was enough for people to, uh, nobody wanted to smoke anymore either. Okay. So we go inside, we're hanging out. And I get pretty paranoid when I'm smoking, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I don't do it so much anymore, mm-hmm. uh, unless I'm with people that I'm comfortable with and I can, you know, chill and vibe or whatever. Right. Uh, so I was kind—I of, was trying to sit back. I was trying to just enjoy the evening. They're playing games. We're all talking. We're all hanging out. And I just want to enjoy myself. So I'm sitting back. And uh, all I can think about is how red my eyes must be. And oh my gosh, do they know this expert? Oh my gosh, how am I behaving? Mm-hmm. How do I sound? How would I look? How do I look? Oh my gosh. And so I'm immediately in my head and I'm like, this isn't fun for me. I think yeah. I'd better go to bed. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what, guys, I'm going to go lay down. They're all like, no, what? It's like early. It was like nine o'clock PM, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I needed to lay down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I go upstairs and I go lay down 
And I'm laying in like this like loft area where it overlooks their living room. So Mm -hmm. there are no actual walls separating me from them. It's just I'm at a second level. Mm -hmm. So and more than one way. Uh, So so, uh, I get up there and I lay down. And I am so high and I'm so paranoid. And I I just, all of a sudden, I get this overwhelming feeling that they're watching me. And I'm like, they can see me. Mm -hmm. They can see me. But I know that nobody's in this room with me. Mm -hmm. But I know they can see me. They can see me. So I start moving in certain ways or doing little, like, you know, I'd throw my arm up just to see if they're going to react to it. And it seemed like whenever I would make a sudden movement, they would respond to it. (laughs) Well, how can they see me? What is this? What is this? And I'm high out of my mind. I'm paranoid. And I look across the room and there's a laptop and it's up and there's a camera on the Mm. laptop. And I'm convinced that they've got some monitor hooked up to this laptop and they're watching me on the TV (laughs) downstairs. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. So I jump up and I run across the room and I slam the laptop down. I'm like, mother suckers. (laughs) Watching me, how dare they? And in my mind, when I slammed the laptop down, they all reacted to that. So I'm like, okay, okay, well, show's over. Mm. So now I lay down, and I'm trying to, you know, get my thoughts together so that I can drift off into a peaceful sleep. Because I'm thinking, if I can just sleep this off, I'll wake up. It'll be time to go to the theater. We can move on with my life. Mm. And, uh, but I'm thinking, I'm trying to, you know, wind down my thoughts. And I feel like now they're responding to my thoughts. I was tripping. I thought they could hear my thoughts and that they were all that they all could hear my thoughts and that they were responding to them. I was like, uh uh-uh. It's a problem. It's a problem. No more OG Thai Crystal Crunch for me. That part. Okay. Uh, funny part though. So I, I find I wound up finally getting over it and I fell asleep or whatever. And I woke up the next day to someone calling me from the theater saying, Egbert, are you coming? My ride had left me at the house, forgot that Jim, the second lead in the musical, Mm. is asleep on the floor in somebody's bedroom. Sound like they was tripping, too. They must have been tripping. (laughs) Somebody rushed back to the house to get me. I could not believe that. Wow. What's the craziest? That was insane. That was probably the craziest high I've had. I've had some crazy highs, but that was scary for me. Uh, What... What's the craziest high you've had? Can you remember a crazy high? There's been so many, till you know. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I, uh, huh, huh. I don't really. Uh, I kid you not that uh, one of the, I want to say when I was saying about the Black Benny, that was a, a not really a good high. So it wasn't crazy. That was a bad high. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy, you know, I think w- would be something that would probably paranoy me. But like I said, uh, I, to be a person that grew up in the '70s and had a uh, choice mm-hmm. to uh, opportunity, I should say, mm-hmm. to try different type of jug- drugs. Literally, uh, quite a bit without it being, uh, you know, a negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really do too much because I was I was afraid. I know that there are trips that you can go on that you never come back from, okay. and that's I'm not trying to take any of those trips. <laughs> I can't. So take that um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I want to come home. I, I want to be home. Um, and so I haven't really had too many crazy ones um, that were like. crazy. Crazy. I, there's one. There's some that I've done crazy things. You know, like being what? stupid stuff like walking on a wall on the side when I know I could just fall off over there and it'd be the death of me. Oh my god! Um, just doing crazy things like that. I was. Um, I'm like that daring person, especially the, when I was younger. When you're mm-hmm. young, you think nothing's gonna happen to you. You think you can survive everything and anything that happens to you. So there are quite a few th- crazy things. I remember one time. Actually, this wasn't a crazy high. This was a fun high. Okay. Um, a friend of mine. I I lived 
in San Francisco for a few years and um, when I graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. And I met a few friends out there, of course. And this was one friend that would take me back and forth to the, to the airport when I wanted to come to L.A. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that when I moved back to L.A., she came to visit me. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, girl, let's let's get together and have some fun tonight. I want to just go out. I'm coming to get you. We're going to party all night long. So I said, <laughs> okay, let's do this. And we just so happened that we had some quaaludes. I don't know oh if you know what that God, is. I do. Quaaludes take you uh, where I like to be, mellow. They just mellow you out. It's like a high, it's like a drunk high okay. with for me without the nausea. Because if I drink too much alcohol, I get nauseous. Okay. And I so I was able to to have a very nice, like really cool, calm, floating high without the nausea. And I was in I was in heaven. We went roller skating mm-hmm. and I, I already knew I, I'm a pretty good roller skater and um, so I know how to turn around twist and turn and do the little curves and move and everything but that night with my little high drip my little loose and I had me a nice big Mickey to a beer you know gotta have a beer not a Mickey's oh my god I was just floating and I was just skating and I was just doing things when I fell I didn't fall I didn't feel the pain anyway so I just got back up and oh just kept god. on smooth I, I could just see myself right now just smooth just, just gliding and sliding and <laughs> just think I was just doing things and, and that was absolutely great fun high because I really felt like I was just doing things floating and just smooth and curving. And, and when I fell, it didn't hurt. So, hey, you know, so as oh I'm saying, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not, uh, I know that I'm not really adventurous. And I'm, like I said, I didn't want to go on no trip that I wasn't coming back from. Okay. So that was like, so I tried to keep it, you know, mellow. Yeah. <laughs> that okay. Part. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> absolutely. Except Quaaludes is not so mellow. Well, actually, it was mellow for me. Oh. Everybody, you know, everyone, every drug that's why you got to watch it because just because it it your one your fellow you know your mate right here uh-huh. was all cool for them it may not be cool for you that's real so that's right so you got to watch what you do and stuff like so the the quaaludes that was cool like i said that was that was so crazy but it's it, you know like i said i like to experience something once or twice mm-hmm. and that was good enough for me so that's why i'm glad that i don't have that like really serious addictive nature yeah because some people one time i, I they try drugs, yeah. they're gone on that trip. They never come back from yes. So I, I was blessed to be able to have that, that high. I enjoyed it like crazy. But that was it. I yeah. never did it again. And, yeah. that, you know, I, I remember that. But it was great. But it was that was just a, that was enough for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny that you say that because I do know that there are people, I firsthand, so people who are try something and then they're hooked immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in high school yes. when people are experimenting with drugs and alcohol for the mm-hmm. first time or whatever, uh, it's a big deal. But usually in high schools, people are, you know, experimenting with a little bit of alcohol, maybe a wine cooler, some vodka or something mm-hmm. like that. And, and oh, my gosh, marijuana, mm-hmm. oh, THC. Well, I went to Hollywood High School okay. where by the time I was a senior in high school, mm-hmm. people were experimenting with meth. Ah. As in methamphetamine. Yes. And I had a friend, uh, I love her, love her, love her, but uh, when we tried I said it when we tried men mm-hmm. um was immediately hooked yeah. I mean like immediately hooked like in a month lost a bunch of weight yeah. and like like it, it got a little scary mm-hmm. um so I do I do I have that was the first time that I saw somebody like mm-hmm. uh with an addictive personality uh just 
slip, leave, you know, kind of leave. Yeah, for a time, second. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy because then when I was in high school, the crazy drug that was coming out was Sherm. Oh, not that Sherm. Oh, it was that Sherm. And people were getting, I mean, literally addicted the first time trying it. And we had all of these uh, people jumping off buildings and stuff. I yeah. went to L.A. High. Mm-hmm. And they at that time, they were building these um, from one story, beautiful school. And they built it from one story to three stories. And we mm-hmm. literally had people, they, the buildings weren't even finished. And they, was, they would smoke this Sherm and they'd go flying right oh, off a third floor. So I, I I really, that that kind of, like I said, I saw too many people get addicted to drugs and crazy drugs and yeah. take them so far till it it showed me that, you know, I'm not trying to go on that trip. Okay. So, yeah, so I, I that that was a crazy thing because that's yeah. crazy that you mentioned that because in high school it was Sherm for us. That is so wild. Yeah. Like these children experimenting with such crazy mm, drugs. Affect the rest of your life. That could literally affect the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think God that uh, I mean like I do have you know I have an addictive personality when I enjoy something I usually stick with it mm-hmm. uh, but luckily I don't really get on things that aren't that are terrible for me right yeah yeah thank that goodness part. absolutely well wow. that was fun okay <laughs> talking about our drugs experiences <laughs> right <laughs> oh that was fun okay well hey we have another segment it's uh, called a deeper level so uh, let's take a little break and. Come back and get a little deep. Let's get deep. All right. We'll be back, guys. Glad you're here. My son and I. And we're back with our segment called A Deeper Level. Mm. Yes. In this de- in this segment, my mom and I are going to get, well, deeper with each other. We're going to learn to each other uh on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. So my mom's going to ask me some questions. I'm going to answer them. I'm going to ask her some questions, and she's going to answer them. So, uh, Ma, why don't you start? Okay. Well, let's see here. I'm going to ask the first question, and my first question is, what do you prefer, to be early or to be late? Easy, easy, easy. Early. Mm-hmm. In my profession, the saying goes, Early is on time, on time is late, and late is never. Okay. So that's how I make my money. That is how I continue uh, to to maintain great relationships with people. Uh, I'm never, ever, ever going to keep you waiting unless it's out of my control. Because why? I respect your time. And I thank you for giving it to me, sharing it with me. So always early. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you. I I I totally agree. Good one. Good one. Okay. Thank you. What's your question? Uh, so what was the first job you ever had? What was the first place you ever worked? Oh, I know that you're a hustler and, Absolutely. you know, I know that you take your, your money very seriously. You like to feel your I money. I like to feel my money. Feel your money. <laughs> so, um, I, and I know that you've worked uh, yes. pretty much all of your life, right? Yeah, What Absolutely. was your first job? I was 13 when I actually got a job where the government actually paid me taxes. Um, and I remember it absolutely quite Clearly, I've always actually, if, if you want to really go deep, deep back, my first job, like you say, I'm a hustler, mm-hmm. was actually cleaning my aunties. I have older aunties, and I would clean their room and house, I mean, clothes, wash for them and stuff like that, wash the dishes and stuff mm-hmm. when they was partying too much and they was tired and <laughs> didn't want to do it. And I would hustle and say, hey, I wash those dishes for you. I'll clean your room for you. Obviously, you had a little pay, mm-hmm. but that wasn't a real, you know, that, that was under the table. Uh-huh. But my real government job where I, did, I had to use my 
my social security number. I remember going to my mom and asking her for a pair of shoes. Uh-huh. And we we were, I was born in New Orleans, uh-huh. and we weren't I mean, of the riches. We had love absolutely abundantly. We lived across the street from my grandmother. It was a real, real tight community family. Okay. And we um, literally was tight. Mm-hmm. And I remember that we didn't really have a lot, lot, lot. But we had, like I said, we had a lot of love. Mm-hmm. And I went to my mom and asked her for a new pair of shoes. And they were expensive pair of shoes. And she said, no, we can't afford that. And I said, well, I can't. I'm going to go get these shoes myself. Mm-hmm. And I actually went and got a job where I was cleaning a, a little old lady's home named Miss Hershey. And she actually was uh, a descendant from the Hershey family in Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. She was sitting out. I really caught it. was a job where they paid me. I was supposed to be cleaning her house as well. Uh-huh. But she really just wanted company. Aww. And she would call me. I mean, she would ask me to sit down and let's talk. She fixed me lunch, the sweetest lemonade. Oh, my God. Mm. I loved it. It was so good. And a big old fat, thick, juicy ham sandwiches. And Ooh. she'd have me sitting there. And sometimes she'd fall asleep. And I'd have to sneak off and go do what I had to do because I really was there to work and clean her house. Uh-huh. But it was mostly for her company. And I knew that. So I, was, so I would sit down for if Sometimes it'd be two hours. The job was only supposed to be four hours. I was usually there anywhere between six and eight. Oh, because wow. Yeah, because have, I would say at least two of those hours were spent really just visiting with her. Mm-hmm. So if that, that was my first government job, was cleaning a home and, and making wow. a few dollars, yeah. I never knew that. What was her name? Her name was Miss Hershey. Miss Hershey. Yeah, I like the Hershey boy. So she was loaded. She was rich. She, she had family she, money. She did, but she also had this house cleaner that I really think was, was skimming off of her. No. Yes, but that, you know, I tried not to, that to be my business. Okay. I wasn't there for that. Yes. But she did have money. It was a big, beautiful home. <laughs> so I wasn't and, there uh, for that. I wasn't there for that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was there to be a little cleaner house and be uh, her company. I understood that. Okay. And I stayed, I stayed to my, I, I stayed in my place. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, it was, like I said, she was, it was a beautiful, big, beautiful home. And you could tell that she did have money. Wow. I'm not sure how much it was at the time I came into her life, mm-hmm. but she did give me beautiful, I mean, absolutely nice tips. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the tip is as much as my pay. Wow. Uh-huh. And, cool. um, and yeah, it was absolutely a great, um, nice experience for my first job. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What part of this? I know that you, you grew up in the ninth ward. No, actually, I did in New Orleans, but this was after I came to California. We was oh. actually in California by then. Oh, that makes we sense. Moved, yeah. You were fine at Hershey. I was like, wow, in New Orleans? You know, okay, yeah. Actually, I, I was 13 when we came to California, mm-hmm. and that's when I realized that my parents didn't have as much money as I thought. Because we, like I said, we lived around our parents, yeah. my, my grandparents. It was We and my auntie lived across the street, my mom's sister, and we all just helped take care of each other. Uh-huh. So I didn't realize how much money we didn't have uh-huh. until we came to California. Mm-hmm. But it was the best move my father could have done for us. Nice. He came first and got a job, and then he came and got us. Nice. Because it took us out of a lot of poverty in New Orleans. Uh-huh. We didn't have, I noticed that we didn't have as much here, but the stuff that we did have was better. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Uh, so, but I also realized that my parents had to struggle a little bit more because we didn't have that family support like we did back then. Uh-huh. So now that's why when my mom told me I couldn't have those shoes, uh-huh. I had I decided that I would now go and get it myself. And I have worked on a, for myself. I mean, to, to make sure I have whatever I want yeah. since that day. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. That 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 work ethic would have been passed down to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that because I know Mama's worth ethic. 
ethic. I know my grandmother yes. is like a, a work. She's a worker. She's a money she's maker. Hustlerlet, hustlerlet number one. Hustlerlet number Hus- one. Hustlerlet. Hustlerlet number one. I'm not hustlerlet. Hustlerlet. <laughs> All the L's in there. <laughs> that part. Um, how how long was Papa gone before he sent for you guys? It was a it was a nice little time. I would say no less than six months, but no more than maybe eight to nine months. Wow, that mm-hmm. is a long. That time. That was a very long time. Wow, where did he stay? He actually had his sister who came first, and so he stayed with her okay. and her husband, my, my Auntie Dorothy, uh-huh. and then her husband, Uncle Willie, uh-huh. got him a job at a company called Bethlehem Steel. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. And that's the, well, that was the job my dad had when he came, and he, then he started working at Northrop Airport. Uh, airport. Mm-hmm. He's been, you know, he was my dad. Like He made sure we had food on the table, clothes on our backs, shoes on our feet, and a roof over our head. I heard he that. absolutely amazing father. I heard that. Wow. Mm-hmm. And in, at uh, Bethlehem Steel. Bethlehem. I, Bethlehem Steel. Mm-hmm. I know that steel was very popular at that time because you were born. This is like the 1800s? <laughs> Funny, so we've got jokes. <laughs> um, okay, okay, okay. I think I've dug enough into that topic. Mm-hmm. Do you got another question for me? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Question, question number two. All right. What would what would be your favorite pictures to show your friends for the first time? Before they even met me. Your favorite picture to show them before they even met me. Pictures of you? Of me. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, well, I really like uh, our our cover art. Like, oh. I really love that picture. I remember when we took that picture. That was in the mm-hmm. airport. I was tw- I was 21 years old. So, mm-hmm. yes, people, that is a thin, young Egbert. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was 21 years old, and I was headed to New York for the first time. I was moving sight unseen. Mm-hmm. And I was leaving L.A. I was leaving everything I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, I had toured forever and traveled all around the country and everything. Oh, no, no. That was even before that. Yeah. That was before that. I had only gigged around L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, obviously, you guys took us on uh, family vacations every year. So I, I had seen a lot of the country, but I had never lived anywhere other than L.A. Yeah. Um, and... I was in the airport and you kissed me on my cheek and I don't remember who took that picture. I guess dad. Mm, um, probably. Yeah. And I remember that's always been my favorite picture mm-hmm. of you, uh, of, of you and me, mm-hmm. but my favorite picture of you, mm-hmm. uh, I have a few, I have a few, uh, but my, I, I, the one that comes to my mind first is there's this black and white photo of you from the 1750s. <laughs> where, <laughs> where, <laughs> if my sister heard it's this, so she would stupid. laugh so hard because it looks so old. <laughs> you're sitting in this like little, you're like a toddler mm-hmm. and you're oh. sitting in this little doll dress mm-hmm. and you have your little watch on your mm-hmm. wrist and I, my mother has always worn a watch it was just like a couple weeks ago that i realized you don't wear a watch anymore no i have bracelets now bracelets i'm into, now. I'm into my chakra your chakra Ooh, excuse me <laughs> um yeah that's my favorite picture of you you're you're, in, you're like a little baby yes i actually have that picture on my facebook page oh really yes i'm in a little dress and i have a big bow in my head and i have this watch on my hand and i really was serious about making sure i had that uh, at least a watch all the time and i you're right i, and I still I, like i said i don't have a watch because uh, i've been blessed to be able to work from home for 20 years now wow. and i don't need to know the time yeah. okay that's, come on that's what i'm talking about okay so i just have my chakra braces on and make sure i have my crystals all around 
and nice. stuff like that. But yes, I remember that picture. Yes, okay. that's that's probably my favorite picture of you. Yes, absolutely. And you know I love that cover picture of ours. Oh gosh, that's an amazing picture. Yeah. But I have a favorite picture of you too. Which one? And I think you probably have it on your Facebook page too. It's where you have your is one it was your, a picture that you used for your um uh, what do oh, you call my the, headshot. Your headshot picture where you have this cap on and you have your full beard on and your hair. You're, you look just look so handsome. Oh. I actually look at that sometime and, and wish I could call that guy and get his number. Uh-uh. What? That's a little <laughs> ancestral. <laughs> well, if I could do that, it wouldn't be because you wouldn't be my son. I guess. I guess. In this <laughs> hypothetical world. Exactly. Yeah, I do but know I that, that picture. picture. I, that was a, uh, my, a good friend uh, of mine. Funny enough... How how things work. The first gig that I was just talking about, Big mm-hmm. River, uh, this woman named Nancy Hickey, she's an amazing photographer. Uh, she came to my conservatory um, and she took headshots of like all of us. Mm-hmm. And I was 20 years old in that photo. Yeah, I was a baby. It. I used it far longer than I should have. <laughs> but, um, I think it's still my my picture for one of my emails. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Thanks, Nancy. My mom loves the photo you took of me. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, that was uh, my next question. Okay, I'll ask you. Uh, which one of my friends is your favorite for me and why? My favorite for you. Uh-huh. Hmm. Well, I know that you have quite a few really close friends, but I think your number one closest friend is... <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, I think that she's also my favorite friend for you uh-huh. um, because she has not only been around in your life for a long time, but I know the absolute deep love you have for her mm-hmm. and the deep love she has for you. Yeah. She shows me that she has your best interests at heart and there's no way I couldn't absolutely totally pick someone for you that I know has your best interest at heart because when I know when I'm not around and she is, I don't, I don't have to worry. So I think would be my favorite best friend for you because I know how much she cares for you and has your best interest at heart. It's true. She is she is my favorite friend for me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I not to. I have a lot of very close mm-hmm. friends, and I'm fortunate that I, I call them my family. They're my tribe. They keep me uplifted. They keep me sane, and they keep yes. me moving forward. Um, so there's a list of them, and I could. It's not a very long list mm-hmm. of my absolute favorite people. It's only about five people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you guys hear me. I'm just gonna say your names. Of course, there's Ty. There's Myra. There's Sabrina. There's Memory with Kelsey and Grace and Domingo so their friend. Uh, there is so many, and I feel bad mm-hmm. that I'm going to Brittany. There's Harold. Yes. Uh, there, all of y'all. I love y'all so much. Monique, Alyssa, mm-hmm. uh, Chanel, Berlin. I love you to death. Uh, all of y'all, every one of you. I can't name any more officer because I don't. I don't even know if you all want your names on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we actually have an acronym. It's E B T E EBTE. We call each other our even better than ever friends. We're All better right. than best friends. She does though. She just grounds me. And a lot of times, um, we're just in sync. You know, mm-hmm. we we our paths parallel each other a lot. And mm-hmm. she's an incredibly talented writer. Mm-hmm. She's an amazing actor, and she's a singer. She's a songwriter. Like she's incredible. Mm-hmm. She's everything that I look up to mm-hmm. and uh and I'm, I'm it's an honor to have her as a friend absolutely. uh so that's cool it's funny that all you right. see that yeah absolutely yes i do yeah. and i definitely noticed all those traits you just gave her and all of the and not to slight any of the friends that you mentioned as well because several of those names went through my mind when i was thinking about that yeah. yes but i have to say 
is the girl. Yeah. Okay. And she's a great person aside yes, from being so absolutely. talented. She's, like, she's a beautiful in and out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely. And she's got an amazing husband. Yes. And they're they're incredible together. Anyway, right. enough about Right, right. No, see, it's a podcast <laughs> by my son and I. <laughs> Love you, girl. Okay. All right. So the, our third, my third and final question to you is, um, let's see. What is your favorite three words to describe yourself? Ooh. Ouch. That's a hard one. Uh, um, okay. I'll just come. Uh, uh, the, the first ones that came to mind. Uh, there's honest. Okay. Loyal. Okay. And, well, talented. Okay. I like to hear people mm-hmm. describe me as okay. being talented. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Those are the first one that, you okay. know. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's weird because you picked the first two is literally what I picked for myself. Really? I did have a, um, um, honest is definitely number one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a slash of loyal and lovable. For me, I was I was stuck. I wanted to fill out. I wanted to put love in there somewhere uh-huh. because I lead with love, and I uh-huh. feel like people uh, give me love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I thought loyal was enough to encompass all of that. So I left it at loyal. Okay, but okay. And then my third, I know I'm, I've been accused of this a little bit, but you know I, I, I I'm gonna go on and say it, y'all. It's cute. Oh, <laughs> she cute, y'all. She, she real cute. cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So did you say uh, honest, loyal, slash lovable, and cute? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I would I would go a step further. I wouldn't call you cute. I would call you beautiful. Well, thank you. Yeah, I would call you beautiful you. Uh, if you couldn't hear me. Uh, because... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, because... Uh, I think yeah, you 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 have a great spirit you, inside. Uh, you are easy to look at, and you always say this that you know your inside kind of di- dictates that. Like you could be the most beautiful person, but have a terrible personality, mm-hmm. and it'll you know bring you down a few notches. And you could be the 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 not the the least attractive person in the room, mm-hmm. and you are the most attractive person because yes. of everything that comes from within you. Yes, I think that you've got that. You know, it's a good thing that you're a good person because you'd probably be a little ugly. I'm just yeah. joking. Oh, well, I don't know. Jealousy. Haters, know. we got them all, y'all. I Haters. know. That was, that, was, that was some hate. <laughs> you're gorgeous. You know that, though. Why, thank you. Thank okay. you. Okay, I have one more for you. Okay, what's that? I don't know. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, it <laughs> says, because I wrote this down. Okay. What is the thing you hate most? What's your pet peeve? Ooh... It's weird that you say that because, honestly, the thing I hate most is a mean person. Mm. I can't stand a mean person. Mm. I am, I've literally, I, you know, I don't get in physical fights that much because that much? I have a, that much. And now I'm, that I'm older, never. I ain't fighting nobody, okay. y'all. But I, I'm speaking of as I got to this age. Mm-hmm. I've not, I really can count the physical fights I've had on my hand, uh, on one hand. Mm-hmm. That is other than your dad. Um, <laughs> but, because um, I always thought those. Um, oh, God. Yes. But honestly, the I would say the most physical fights I've ever had was for someone as someone else's sake. Oh. 
Yes. I, I can believe stand. that about you. Yes. I cannot stand to see somebody get picked on. Oh, me either. I cannot stand to be to see somebody be treating someone mean. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, I'll i try to walk away, like I told you, um, like with the Miss Hershey, mm-hmm. that I wasn't there for that. Okay. But if I see somebody treating somebody mean or being wrong, doing them wrong, mm-hmm. I literally say something. Yeah. And, and, and I'm still that, that person. Yeah. I, I, I actually even said, I hope that I never am in a situation where the police is doing something one wrong because mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna go to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna go to jail. And hopefully, I don't get beat no. You ho- yeah. in that moment, I I ask, I implore you, darling, to just mind your business. I know, yeah. absolutely, because um, it's you know, as 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 a young black male coming yes. up, it was my job to make it home. That's mm-hmm. your job now. I know, and you, you tell know? me that too. Yeah, you've told me that more than once, mom. Yes. Can, can cur- curtail yourself out okay. there because I need you to come on home. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, well. Okay, well, that, I think that's our deeper. Yeah. Our uh, deep level of deepness for the night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did. I actually learned a couple things about you, too. So yeah, thanks. Me, too, actually. All right, guys. Here for? I hope you guys are learning, learning things about us and having fun along the way. Uh, we'll be right back. My son and I. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to My Son and I. Yes, yes, yes. This segment is called Our Plug. Uh, we're just going to tell you guys a little bit about what we've got, the things we slanging out here in these streets, mm-hmm. and uh, the things that you should be aware of. So, Mom, why don't you start? Okay, well, let me tell you about what, this, what I'm slanging in these streets. <laughs> what I'm slanging is bedroom candy. Bedroom candy is the brainchild of our co-founder Miss Candy Bears from the group Escape and the reality show The Real Housewives of Atlanta. It, it's her way of reaching back and giving, you know, people a chance to own their own business, have another stream of income, and just to become entrepreneurs, you know. Yeah. At BK, it's a place where men, men and women and, you know, they can, and their partners get to have our us come and do an absolutely intimate luxury setting where we get to, um, our mission is to destigmatize intimacy and self-love. We promote sexual wellness, education, and we empower entrepreneurs to find success and happiness in the business of pleasure. Here, you can shop for a range of products, You from intimate massages to luxury bath and body items. You can sign up to host your own bedroom candy party where you can get yourself some free and discounted product, or you can just you know you want to tell a friend or come and join our join our community where we are uh, absolutely great support um, literally support each other yeah. I love that about the business because you literally it's like therapy here yeah. bedroom candy literally with the help and the support and the knowledge and all the empowering we get mm-hmm. it's an absolutely great place to just grow yourself and grow your business yeah that's good. That's good. And I think you highlighted a couple things, too. And from listening to you, uh, it's obvious that Bedroom Candy is a lifestyle brand. Yes. And that it you can benefit from Bedroom Candy at any corner of your life. Absolutely. That's what I love with it. As your why changes, the bed, the company changes. And literally, you can literally take this to the end, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Men, women, and everything in between. Men, women, and everything in between. You can be a he, she, a lesbian, gay, black, white, male, Them female. That you, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is you are, but you can be the face of Baron Kane, and that's what I love about it, because we don't discriminate against anyone. Yeah. We are absolutely 
an open lifestyle company. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, I don't have much to uh, plug about myself right now. Simply, you know, I, I'm here. Check out the YouTube. Subscribe to me everywhere. Follow me everywhere. All the social media is. It's Egbert Bernard. Check out YouTube. Put my name in there. Support me. Follow me there. I'm doing covers of songs that I love. Uh, you can reach out to me and ask, you know, put in requests. I'll sing whatever. <laughs> yes. And uh, I'll do it for you. Uh, try, there's a crazy video. You know what I just saw on somebody emailed me on mm. or messaged me on Facebook yeah. and said, uh, I think I found you. Are you the guy that was singing Tennessee whiskey? Mm. And I know, you know, but a lot of people, and I'm sure a lot of these people know too, but if you don't know, I used to busk on the subway in New York for a year and a half. So I always had somebody recording me, you know, thank you. That's, you know, thank you. I don't want to say that. Like, of course people were recording, right, me. Right. but no, seriously, there were a lot of people recording me. So, uh, but I remember the day that this guy got on and he asked if it was okay to record me. He had a pretty nice camera. Mm -hmm. And uh, he recorded me a few times going back and forth. I would sing on the shuttle going from Times Square to Grand Central, mm -hmm. back and forth during rush hour. It was it was great money and I had mm -hmm. regulars and people were very, very kind mm -hmm. enough to, to look forward to seeing me there and they would help support me. Mm -hmm. And uh, this guy was recording me and I sang Tennessee Whiskey. Some another friend of mine said randomly, this video was suggested to me. And this was a person that I just met. Uh -huh. And so I was like, wow, that's funny. So when I got this message on Facebook a couple days ago, it yes. made me think, let me go and look at this video. Let me just see if it sounds good. People are talking about, mm -hmm. oh my God, I hope you know nobody's seeing this crazy video of me singing on a subway sounding mm -hmm. terrible. Um I I sounded okay. It wasn't terrible, it wasn't great, but People seem to think it's great. This video has 188,000 views. Absolutely. I actually heard it myself, and I can see why. I absolutely love it. Oh, my gosh. It is amazing. It was wild. I was, I, I'm not surprised, Egbert. Wow. I'm on, on the real. Wow. It's really an amazing video. I think I might have to post it on my page. You so should. Everyone should share it. So I brought Absolutely. that up to say, go on, go find that video. Just put in Egbert Bernard on in YouTube. You'll It'll come up. Uh, and uh, share it. Share. Okay, share, share, share. So you guys look forward to, uh, to more of our products and more th uh, things that we're going to be sharing with you. If you need to reach out to us, you can email us at my son and I are Leos at gmail.com. Yes, my mother and I are both Leos. Yes, we grew up in the same house. My father is also a Leo. My poor sister is not. Yes, we survived. <laughs> we survived. She did, we should say. She did. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, my son and I are Leos at gmail.com. That's how you can reach out to both of us. Yes. Alrighty. We'll be back, guys. My son and I. Well, all right, now we're about to wrap up this second episode of My Son and I. Yes, we are. Ah, mm. oh, Mom, I'm enjoying this a lot. I am too. I am just amazed at how much we get to, I mean, you know, we just get to interact and get yeah. to know each other Shoot and find out some things we may or may not know about each other. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying listening to us doing that. So come on back. Please every episode. Please do. Every episode, a brand new, every week, a brand new episode drops on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. So check, uh, it's everywhere on anywhere you can find podcasts. So uh, enjoy, guys. Please I, be blessed, safe, and prosperous. I'm glad you're here. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. My son and I. Yeah, we've been through it. We've been through a lot of this. My son and I. We're gonna do this. We're gonna make it through. Okay. My son and I. 